Welcome to the Utah Women in Sales podcast series. We are a group of women who are innovative, ambitious, and well-connected in a community where we educate, empower, and support women throughout their careers. Welcome back, everybody, to another awesome episode with Women Who Win put on by Utah Women in Sales. My name is Gwen Coleman, and I've got my extraordinaire host with me, Taylor. Hey, Gwen. Hey. We are extremely excited tonight to welcome a guest from Qualtrics. And for me personally, um, girl after my own heart, a fellow Oklahoma State alumni, go Pokes, (laughs) Tiffany Thurmond, introduce yourself. Awesome. Hi, everyone. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited here to be talking with Taylor and Gwen. Uh, And like she said, go Pokes. Uh, My name is Tiffany Thurmond, and I was born and raised in Oklahoma and obviously went to Oklahoma State uh, for undergrad, graduated with my marketing degree and also my business management degree. And somehow, I mean, never in a million years would I thought I would have ended up uh, in Utah, but somehow my journey brought me there after graduation because of Qualtrics. And honestly, it was one of the best decisions I had ever made just because of starting out uh, with that company and growing my career and honestly uprooting my life and moving to somewhere I did not know anyone <laughs> or didn't have any family or friends. That was exciting. Also, uh, fearful at times. And so this journey that I've been on now for almost four years, uh, living in Utah and working at Qualtrics within their sales department and really working my way up from starting as a sales development role uh, all the way to, you know, uh, promoting to an account executive currently right now and on the leadership track. So it's been an exciting uh, time so far, and I'm really excited to be here to talk with the Utah Women in Sales Leadership Organization. Well, Tiffany, we are thrilled to have you. I think I honestly kind of had goosebumps when you were telling your your intro there. I think it's really powerful. Um, just to kind of hear you, you can tell how much it means to you. And you can tell when you say like, it's one of the best decisions that you've made that you actually mean it. And it's really cool to see how, you know, a simple leap of faith sometimes can turn into such an extraordinary career, I would say. So congrats to you for kind of following your gut and and going for it. And I think originally um, what kind of drew Gwen and I to you, Tiffany, um, was a uh, article on LinkedIn that we came across that Qualtrics actually published on you. And, you know, there's so many things about the article that I think stood out, but one of my favorites was just your opening line about kind of your why. And that's a huge focus for our podcast today. Do you want to share a little bit about that with our listeners? Yeah, I, I think that the why topic and really I call it like a, a purpose conversation is one of my most favorite topics to talk about with just individuals to learn about each other's backgrounds. and What is it that we each are chasing in life? Um, when I think about it, I feel like this is probably, I don't know about YouTube, but like, I feel like this is probably one of the most important questions that we ask ourselves <laughs> and that we never stop asking ourselves about it. Right. I, I feel like when we go to define our purpose or our why, we feel like we know what it is maybe within college or once we've graduated, but then once we get out into the work field and we start to begin our journey, it begins to evolve and you come across different seasons and your purpose begins to shape or tailor itself according to the season that you're in. When I like think about myself and my purpose, I know a lot of the things that I'm passionate about is 
really empowering others to fearless, fearlessly chase their dreams while I'm trying to do the same, right? <laughs> Holding myself accountable um, and helping others to find that voice inside of them. What, what sparks, you know, what makes Taylor Taylor or what does Gwen bring to the table that she can only bring herself and that's unique. And that's one of the things that I hone in on myself when I'm thinking about any job or any company or just any surrounding that I'm in uh, to help bring that, you know, and, and bring the phenomenalness outside of me that's going to make my surroundings better than when I first walked in. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, a lot of that um, that I talk about in the article also ties to diversity, inclusion, and equity. Uh, and, you know, for me, it's not even just in the workforce, it's, it's within the world too, like really fighting to to help those voices that tend to go unheard, get heard, uh, especially when I'm thinking of my own community as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I'm big on that. I'm big on finding barriers to break. I'm big on trying to, you know, eliminate the word impossible or, or trying to focus on not necessarily what other thing other people think that I can't achieve, but focus on what my God tells me and what I was designed to do. I mean, at the end of the day, I just know that my life is for a bigger purpose than me myself. And if I'm waking up the next morning, then that means that I'm not done. Mm-hmm. What are my intentions that day that I'm doing to add to that purpose, to change someone's life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That totally just gave me chills. Like if I wake up, I've still got a job to do. (laughs) I love how you said that. And it's just, and so much about that is staying present, like not focusing and getting caught up on stuff in the past, not getting caught up on things in the future, but really just how do I stay present and do what I'm here to do? Right. And and, And then you think about it too, like, let's be honest, it's hard. And it's frustrating <laughs> on on the journey. I think all of us can relate to the moments where we fail or we just feel like we are ready to give up or like, you know, what are we doing right now? I remember when starting my journey in Utah and, and being nervous, you know, it, it was a new adventure and um, stepping into my role at Qualtrics, starting in sales, uh, you know, a, a career journey I maybe never thought that I would do. And learning the ins and out and having to accept the moments where I was, you know, if there were moments of failing or moments of rejection and learning that those failing moments will teach me just as much or even more than the accomplishments or winning moments that I come across. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, it's like that inner motivation that helps you get up when you're down. Cause it is, I know it's hard. There are moments where even me and my friends will, will just talk and we're like, Oh man, like, are we staying aligned with our purpose? Like, is what we're doing today what speaking to our why? (laughs) You know? I love that you brought that up about how you should never stop asking yourself, like, what is my why? And what you just mentioned, like, my friends and I, we consistently chat, like, wait a minute, am, am I still on target? Am I still contributing to my why? I think, like you said, your why is changing and that's okay. Um, but I think that's a really powerful, powerful question. I like that you brought up, um, you know, it's your job to kind of set the precedent and it's not just about you. It's about the ones that come after you. 
I always think back to the Roger Bannister example with the four minute mile and how it was like proven by scientists that someone's lungs would literally explode (laughs) if, if they ran a four minute mile and all it took was Roger Bannister going out and doing it. And then multiple people broke that same pace just a couple months later. And I think it's so powerful to have people like you, Tiffany, where that's your goal is like to go do something where everyone thinks it's impossible. And as soon as you do it, so many other people will be able to follow suit. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more with you, Taylor. It's so true. I mean, when I think about, um, I talk about in the article you were mentioning earlier about you know, what builds up the foundation of my why, right? And I talk about for uh, who was, who is, and who will be. And when I say was, meaning, right, those that came before me, my family members, my ancestors, those that worked hard and tirelessly and went through so many obstacles and and trials and storms for me to be able to only do the things that they would have dreamed of. Mm -hmm. And then when we think about who is, is like my foundation, my, <laughs> it's kind of funny, like my, my family, my friends, my support system. I mean, from the moment I was born, my mom and dad and, and, and to today where they're always constantly challenging me and encouraging me to go after what my heart desires and who I was created to be and the who, uh, who will, which that who will piece ties to what you, you were talking about. It's like, if I'm, if we're doing all of this now, if we're trying to create a purpose or a legacy, what is it worth if we're not allowing it to be passed along? Mm-hmm. If we're not passing a baton, then what were we doing this for in the first place? And matter of fact, what did those before you do what they needed to do in the first place if you're not helping it continue to elevate? If you're not sending the elevator back down to pick someone else back up to get to the next level or the next floor, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And and for so many of those people who are down there waiting in the lobby, so to speak, they, they don't know what is next. They, they think that they might know, maybe they have this passion, this ambition that you have, but they don't know, like, what, what do I do? How do I do it? What, what is my why? And so to have trailblazers like yourself, who not only get that, but who are constantly looking behind them to say, how do I open the doors for those who are still to come? I mean, that is just that mindset and that that mentality, you know, especially for women in sales is just remarkable. Oh, thank, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I it's crazy because, you know, when we think about being a woman in sales, um, as I'm continuing to learn and there's so many other mentors that I have who are also in sales, women who are in sales or sales leadership and it's just from those moments of that mindset and perspective that keeps you going, or at least from those conversations and advice that I've received, it's like, Hey, if you can keep the momentum going, if you keep that fire from not going out and you just, if anything, one day you're giving it all and you don't know what else to give, you just remind yourself, well, why are you doing this in the first place uh, during those hard times? So I, yeah, that. That's huge. <laughs> Something I'm still learning to this day and trying to get better at um, because sales is vicious. You all know that. <laughs> it's it's hard out there. <laughs> yeah. I think one thing that I always try to remind newer reps on my team is like, in terms of sales, look for the no. Like, I think so many people see no as like an end all be all 
rejection. And I think if you train your mindset to look for the no, you can see it as a like an opportunity to find out what the objection is. And that gives you a chance to solve it. And I think you know, if we could translate to that actual, like to our actual life, look for the things that are hard or that to some people look like an impossible situation, kind of bringing it back full circle and figure out like, okay, how can I actually solve this? Like look at it as a challenge rather than an end all be all. Right. Yeah, that I agree. There was this one, um, have you read the, have either of you read that book, Go for the No? Like where it talks about yes is the destination, but no is how you get there. I haven't. I haven't either, but I love that. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, One of my mentors actually sent that to me. It was like, I think my first, during my first or second year while at Qualtrics. And it was when I was just going through some hard times and really trying to get used to uh, the skill set and start to develop as a, a rep. And coming across no so much at that time was really getting me down. And she sent me that book and it was so mind opening. I'll never forget it. I probably will go back and read it again, but it just talks about the principle of going for the no, that you're not going to get to the yes to you at least your no, maybe at least two or three times or more. And you accept that no first on as a challenge, right? To that is Okay. That's the first one that we get out the door. <laughs> Let's try to get around that other objection and obstacle, right? It's, it's definitely worth checking out. If you're listening, I would definitely look that up on Amazon um, called Go for the No. That's amazing. I, I definitely wrote that down. I think it's so true, right? Like like you said, I mean, especially if you're in an SDR position or you're just breaking into sales, you could, depending on your industry, be told 50 to 60 to 70 to 80 times a day. No. And like mentally that, that gets exhausting. Right. But when you transfer your mindset, kind of Tiffany, to your point in the book, I think that could make a huge impact on our listeners. I was actually going to bring up earlier, um, Tiffany, have you read the book, um, the multiplier or multipliers? I think is what it's called. No, I haven't. I haven't read that one. Gwen, have you read that? No, I haven't, but I, that's, that, that title sounds very familiar to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm on bated breath to hear what you have to say next. Oh, okay. So, um, it's written by Liz Wiseman and the foreword is actually by Stephen R. Covey. Um, and obviously we use their facility to record our podcast. So small kind of connection world there, but it is hands down one of the best books that I've read. And I think what's interesting about it is it's one of those books that like actually changes your life, not to be dramatic, but I do feel like it changes your life. And the one thing I was going to say, Tiffany, earlier is the whole concept of the book is you have multipliers in your life and you have, I believe she calls them detractors. And it just talks about how in sales, a lot of times, especially people focus on like hitting a number or anyone that's in a leadership role, like all you focus on is like hitting your number, but true multipliers make everyone in the room better and they make everyone around them smarter. And yeah, just when you were speaking earlier, it reminded me a lot. And I was like, this girl is a multiplier. She really is. So you should check it out. Oh, I definitely. I wrote that down. I, that's going to be on my next uh, Amazon cart. <laughs> 
I'm going to get that one. Thank you. I love that aspect because it's like, what's more than the, I think that's one of the questions too, that I like to ask myself when like, even like working right now, currently for Qualtrics, it's like, yes, my primarily role, my primary role, right? Nine to five is the sales piece where we're focused on the, the metrics and the the quota you are. But then I also like figure out like, okay, what other ways can I add to the company? Whether that's from a, hey, can you help, you know, set an example for those that I'm mentoring or those that I'm leading? Uh, are there, you know, are there other ways that I can deposit value in other people's lives there at the company to make it just an enriched culture, things like that? And it, I love it because like you said, you're multiplying and then it's just like a ripple effect for what you're passing out, right? One thing I think a lot of people struggle with when they're new at a specific company, and I would imagine a ton of our listeners, you know, I know people are hiring like crazy post COVID. And so a lot of our listeners might find themselves in a position where they're brand new to a job or maybe only a couple months in. Yeah. I think so much value is having your mindset early on as a company, like early into a company and not feeling like, you need to wait until you're four or five years into a career at a specific business to kind of add value. How would you encourage our listeners to think like that or actually contribute back to a company, even if they're relatively new? Oh, I love that. I love that question. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my goodness. You know, it flash. It makes me flash back to the very first day that I walked into Qualtrics. And I remember looking around now, mind you, the culture and everything there, everyone's friendly. Um, and it was very warm and welcoming and, and everyone kind of had this go-getter, hustler, uh, gritty mindset. And I, I remember thinking that or feeling, and I still do feel like this to this day, where there was an environment, if you had like an environment where you have the autonomy to go create something, if you saw something that needed to have impact or change. And one of the things that got to me that helped or encouraged me was kind of just speaking internally into myself of confidence of like, don't be afraid to raise your hand to do the hard things. If you care about that and it's something that you're passionate about and you want to make a change, who is it for someone to tell you just because you're not a certain level, like a level five or a level 10, that you can't go and drive that change? It might be something unique to you that only you can bring to the table to help that, that whatever creation or space needs to be. And so I think about to the example of when I walked in and I saw a lot of different individuals, which at that time, there wasn't many that looked like me. I'm an African-American woman. And so we've grown since then. But that was one of the things that was on my heart where I said, OK, I want to help change that. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to help bring more inclusivity to the space and where there is more diversity around the, you know, those that I work and who I'm working with, the differences in the background. Mm -hmm. And the moment when I actually was uh, brought the opportunity to help change that um, with helping create our one of our employee resource, resource groups uh, called Mosaic was actually during my first it was actually at the end of my first year. So I was beginning my second year at Qualtrics and I still was junior. And I think from that moment when they asked me, uh, the two who already had co-founded it had asked me to join in to help this launch. I was like, let's do it. 
I think it's important for us, especially as women, to have that mentality to not second think or second guess ourselves, mm-hmm. thinking that we're not good enough, or even just from a junior level, thinking that we're not good enough or we don't have the expertise, because sometimes we know more than we think, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think it's so interesting if you study or I'm sure you have like the imposter syndrome, that's one thing that really helped me have confidence early on in my career was just realizing that everybody thinks that they don't know what they're talking about. And it's not just me. Like, I do think that's really powerful. I love how you brought up how Qualtrics almost had that type of environment as well that you felt like you could immediately contribute. I guess on the flip side, of my previous question, what do you think companies can do better to kind of create that environment where people from every walk of their career feel like they can contribute and make a make an impact? Mm, I love that. You know, one of the first things that comes to mind is just by simply like simply opening the space. Like if you're in a room and say there's, you know, 10 of us and maybe everyone but two or three look like you or they're junior employees. And they might have something that they want to speak up and say. And maybe since it's their first couple of weeks, they don't want to say it. You know, it's it doesn't take nothing just to call on, call on them. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, do you have any thoughts or ideas? Or you look like you're getting ready to say something that, you know, that you wanted to chime in on. Or just finding simple ways to bring them into the conversation will help that person feel more comfortable. Because then at that moment, they know they're welcomed. You know, um, or just simply by encouraging those who might be on your team or your colleagues to be able to use their voice and be able to raise their hand to be a part of different projects, simply by communicating that that opportunity is there or that environment is welcoming it, I think goes a long way. But then also, um, I'm big on leading by example mm-hmm. from leadership down. So if we're seeing leadership you know, leaders, you know, whether it's from the CEO all the way down to a director or a manager, actually pulling in individuals who might be juniors or who might not look like them uh, to the table, then that shows you care. Mm-hmm. Your actions speak louder than words to me. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's big as well. It's like, don't just walk the walk, <laughs> talk the <laughs> talk, right? <laughs> that's yeah. there. Yeah. One thing that I think stuck out to me when you were speaking, I mean, I've been jotting down uh, quite a few notes, but Gwen, did you catch her talking about the ERG? Yes. And I think that, you know, ERGs are something that Utah Women in Sales has some really, um, you know, we're really passionate about because more women-focused, women-oriented ERGs within organizations of all sizes you know, is something that we're very passionate about and supporting women. And, you know, it, it really is one of those, um, you know, facets of an organization that really do show their their care about all of the different, you know, moving parts that make a machine run. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. I think it's one of the most important components, right, of the, the organization, like you said, that makes it run and makes it elevate to get to the next level um, in all aspects. Yeah. I, that's it right there. It, it, 
it, if you're, if you're seeking, you know, your next career move or whatever, and you look at an organization and it's just like, here we are, here's what we do. But then there's organization B over here. That's like, here's who we are. Here's what we do. And here's our menu of ERGs that really represents the multifaceted aspect of who make, who, who make us, you know? And I think, Taylor, I know you're familiar with this. You're CEOs, people, not employees. So mm -hmm. something that represents the people that make us who we are. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just sets sets these companies apart. And the ones who aren't engaging in it and allowing the, the people that give them their energy and effort every day to, to represent themselves are really doing a huge disservice. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You, you nailed it too. When you said, I love how you said going, um, like, are you representing the people? Not only do employees want to see if you look like as a, as a company, uh, the outside world, but so do customers. So do partners. If they're coming into a meeting, does your executive board look like us or, do, you know, does it look like the outside world and what makes up all of these different races or backgrounds or genders or identities, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so much. Well, uh, Tiffany, as we sort of wrap up here, um, Taylor and I like to usually kind of share our, you know, something that you shared that really resonated with us that we kind of want to repeat as kind of the take home lesson. Um, but before we go into that, any any last parting thoughts or, or anything that you'd like to share or share maybe with our listeners about how they can connect with you or follow organizations that you're involved with? Yeah, absolutely. So you can definitely connect with me um, on LinkedIn under Tiffany Thurmond. Uh, all, yeah, always happy to connect, you know, talk about all types of different topics. Or if you even want to talk about Qualtrics, the, the amazing company I work for right now, always happy to connect on that. Um, but and then my email is also in my uh, profile on LinkedIn too. It's just the Thurman Tiffany 23 at gmail.com. So there are all different ways there that we could connect and touch bases, but I'm always looking for opportunities to network and connect with other like-minded individuals and, and just figure out other key ways to grow and, you know, build partnerships and opportunities. Love it. Thank you for having me though. I'm so, it's been a great um, discussion. And one thing I did want to say too, for the listeners, like, for this organization uh, that you, Taylor and Gwen and others are having here uh, with the Utah Women in Sales uh, organization, I feel like it's so powerful and it's so needed. And having a community of us women who are in this industry, who are in sales, who are striving day and day to encourage each other, to uplift each other, it's, it's needed, right? I think it's one thing when you're trying to compete with another but it's, it's another thing when you are being that building block for each other to get to the top together. Um, and it, it just blows my mind how the first time I actually interacted with you all as an organization was when I first moved to Utah and everything was new to me. It was in 2017. Utah was new to me. Sales was new to me. The tech industry was new to me. And being able to uh, carpool with some colleagues and friends up to uh, one of your networking events in a professional workshop was, you know, really one of those key points that helped me beginning on the beginning of my journey in sales and, and being a woman in sales. So thank you to you and whoever else is on the board for the hard work that you all do for, for the community that we have. 
that the that I think Taylor said this earlier when we were when we were kind of chatting pre podcast like yeah. that gave us chills the the synchronicity the full circle of this coming back around that you attended that event and now you're like a spotlight guest. <laughs> I know I never would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I would say just to follow up with that. And Tiffany, thank you for sharing that story. I think it's it's really cool, like Gwen said, about how it all it all plays out as it should. And it's fun to watch things come full circle. So if you're listening to this and you haven't been to an event or haven't kind of taken advantage of that, like take this as your sign to, to take the next step. And I would just leave our, our uh, listeners with my takeaway, which is just your quote, um, Tiffany, from earlier in the podcast where you said, what is your legacy worth if you're not passing the baton on? I think that is powerful enough. I won't even share my thoughts. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, and and I think that for me, you know, you reframing or, or bringing back up about exploring and being comfortable with the nose, like look for the opportunity in the nose. And, and I, I just had a friend today who was talking about, she wanted to, to um, apply an interview for this job that she thought was a little bit out of her skill set. And, you know, we were discussing and I was like, why not go into it and tell them there are going to be things that you tell me no about, or that I don't know about. But those are going to be the places where I'm going to lean in with a mindset of teach me. I want to learn. I want to grow. And if I fail, then I want to learn more. And it's it's just such um, an empowering mindset when we think about looking at no's that way instead of the traditional like demotivation down kind of negative side of them. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Well, Tiffany, thank you again for hopping on and and chatting with us. And we look forward to hopefully seeing you at another event here shortly. Awesome. I look forward to it, too. Thank you both for having me. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Utah Women in Sales podcast series. A big thank you to our friends at Franklin Covey. For more information, please visit us at utahwomeninsales.com or follow us on LinkedIn. LinkedIn.